Hey podcast listeners, Hora here. Before we get to today's episode, I wanted to tell you about a live and free Q&A session with Mark Bernberg, the Green Fund's founder and portfolio publisher, on Monday, May 13th at 3 p.m. Pacific time. So many of our users and podcast listeners have been asking questions about what's happening to cannabis stocks in the past couple of weeks, and Mark agreed to have a live Q&A session to answer all that questions. To submit your question and join us for this live and free Q&A session, go to blog.stockcard.io and click on the webinar tab. That's blog.stockcard.io backslash webinar. Submit your questions and reserve your seat today. Now let's get to the part two of Should You Invest in Pot Stocks? From Stockcard.io, this is Renegade Investors, the show that rebels against the conventional wisdom of investing. We are Hoda and Arash, your hosts and the co-founders of Stockcard. The conversation on this show is not investment advice. The hosts and their guests may or may not have invested in the companies we discuss. Don't make investment decisions solely based on what you hear on this show. Hey, podcast listeners. In the last episode, we talked about the valuations, regulations, and fluctuations of stock prices in the cannabis sector. My guest was Mark Bernberg, a successful technology entrepreneur, founder of the Green Fund, and a publisher of a portfolio by the same name on StockCard's portfolio store. So I'm super excited. I've got a massive smile on my face right now. If, if we were if we were together like a Joe Rogan podcast, you'd see me grinning from ear to ear. But I'm super <laughs> excited about this because we've been running a portfolio outside of StockCard now for a while, for the last two years, uh, for some of our members to look at. And that's over 90% up. And a lot I get, I can't even tell you, I get probably about three or four emails every week from new subscribers to the Green Fund going, hey, Mark, um, loving what you're doing. So excited to be a marijuana enthusiast. Never thought I would say that. Um, your portfolio is amazing. It's nearly 100% up. But where should I start? I'm looking to start. I'm looking to gain access. You know, which stock should I start with? And so I think the reason we're most excited about the the, the green fund on the stock card is that we are going to be giving VIP members an exclusive opportunity to understand how to enter, how to actually start a position, take up a position in cannabis. What are the stocks that you should be looking at right now um, that have the best opportunity for high growth um, over the next two to three years? And so we're going to start the portfolio with six stocks. And then our aim is going to be that we're either going to release one every week or every month. It all depends. At the moment, the plan is to release a new stock uh, every week for the first sort of four to six weeks. But we also then from there on may continue every month at least to give VIP members access to new positions. The Green Fund went live on May 1st, and the market has decided to test our intelligent ways of investing since then. Most of the picks in that portfolio are a bit down due to a variety of reasons, none indicating any changes in the future market potential. With those stock price fluctuations, the question now is whether the opportunity is still going to be as high as what we've thought a couple of weeks ago. This only reinforces what we've been talking about for so long, that the opportunity in cannabis is here in the U.S., and this is where the market is. This is a 50 to $80 billion industry where total market capitalization is still under $15 billion. 
So it's a really exciting time. And you can see that the U.S. is where the operators want to be. And it's not only Canadian cannabis operators, but it's food and beverage, alcohol, tobacco, CPG businesses that are studying the space. So basically, that was founder and CEO of Green Thumb Industries, the heir to Jim Bean's bourbon empire, and a true believer and advocate of the opportunity of the cannabis industry in the U.S. Like Jim said, Mark, the Green Fund's portfolio publisher, and I have been discussing this topic for a while now. The fluctuation of the stock prices in the cannabis sector should be considered as a de facto of investing in this industry in exchange for massive growth opportunity in the future. Mark was telling me that this is unfortunate to see the stock prices in the cannabis sector are going down, but he's only getting more excited about this industry. Who doesn't like to pay less for something he or she wants to have and hold for a long time? Now, I wanted to actually get a bit more practical and review a few companies in this sector. What's an example of a company that Mark feels comfortable investing in despite the recent price fluctuations and what his thought process is as he goes about picking stocks to invest in his portfolio? I know it's a very, very overused quote, but in this case, it couldn't be truer. Um, and so to all of our Canadian friends who are listening, the greatest ice hockey player of all time, according to the Canadians, Wayne Gretzky famously said that, you know, in, in, in ice hockey, don't skate to where the puck is, skate to where the puck is going to be. And I think the same applies more importantly when it comes to investing in cannabis. Because the industry is moving so fast, and let's be clear about this, although any of our listeners and, and stock card VIP members are getting in early, yes, you're early, but you're also quite late. When you want to talk about early investing in cannabis, this is 2014, maybe 2015. Now, you, you had to have nerves of steel to invest in cannabis in 2014, 15, and 16 because it was just a, a one-way ride, a roller coaster ride right down to the bottom. But we've been climbing ever since then. Um, and so that was really early. But you're still early now. But the key is, is to try and think about when, you, when you're creating a portfolio is to say, okay, obviously, I need some value right now. But also, where do I think the industry is going? And so a good mix in a portfolio should be, look, the growers right now, Right now, as it stands today, while we're having this podcast, demand completely um, exceeds supply. There's just not enough supply globally yet. And you've seen that in Canada when they opened up for recreational legalization on the 17th of October, everything ran out. Within two days, the entire country was out of stock and, and shops were closing their doors. Um, and that was as a result of the fact that we all knew, guys, that they're just not producing enough cannabis yet. So right now, while supply is trying to catch up to demand, then yes, you definitely want to have some of the big licensed producers in your portfolio. But again, you want to have some of those big licensed producers that are not just about growing cannabis for the Canadian market. It's about how, how are they doing in terms of their, of their global expansion? What are they doing in terms of owning you know, um, areas further down the value chain? And so you want to be thinking about that. So you definitely want some growers right now. But then at the same time, you want to say, well, where is the next big value to be had? You know, the big value and the big money has been made in Canada over the last couple of years. The really big money now is going to be made in the US as it opens up. I mean, in the future, when the US does open up and federally legalizes recreational cannabis, the market is going to take off. You're going to see a two, three, four times 
uh, increase in the value of, of the market because the US is the biggest market in the world and it's just sitting and waiting. So you want to be positioned for that. So, you know, we are, our portfolio is going to be more weighted towards the US than it is to Canada because I think that's where the puck is going. At the mm -hmm. same time, our, our portfolio is going to be weighted slightly more in terms of the retailers, um, the extractors, uh, and those that are tapping into the higher margin areas of the value chain because that's where the puck is going. But at the same time, we're still going to have some of the bigger players right now that are generating the most noise and revenue and excitement right now because there's still an ice hockey game going on. Um, and so although we are positioning for where the puck is going, we also do have some positions as to where the puck is right now um, to take advantage of those opportunities. For me, where the opportunity is going to be is beyond cultivation and farming side of the industry and by looking into broader high margin uh, adjacents. As Mark puts it, that's where the puck is going to be for cannabis investors. If you consider the following, if you go out to a bar um, and you order a beer, and let's just say it's a Corona, um, you know, you order a Corona, you don't really care where did the barley and the hops come from. You couldn't care less, right? It's not like you get the beer and you go, before I buy this Corona, I just want to understand where the hops came from and who made that. Um, you buy the beer, you drink it responsibly, and you enjoy it, and off you go. It's going to be the exact same in the cannabis industry. I think any company right now that um, is all about cultivation is in trouble. There is going to be a massive, massive oversupply in about two years' time. No doubt about it. Mm. You know, to give you an idea, the latest um, research results suggest that the Canadian market is, should consume about 800,000 kilos of cannabis a year across medicinal and recreational. That's what they're estimating the Canadian market to, to have a capacity for. You know, if you look at canopy growth and now you look at Aurora, Aurora with their new extensions and expansions and Health Canada approvals for more growing facilities, Aurora Cannabis themselves, just one company, um, will have enough production capability in a year or two's time to supply the entire Canadian market. We wow. haven't even spoken of canopy growth, of Afria, of CanTrust, of Tilray. Companies that are also putting massive production facilities into play. So there is no doubt that in the next two or three years, we are going to see as a commodity a race to the bottom in terms of low cost production. And so a lot of these businesses out there right now that are, you know, telling everybody they're going to do cultivation and they're going to grow premium grade and this and that, they're going to be in real trouble, real mm. trouble. We believe the future value in this industry lies in retail and brands. So I'm 100% with you. I think now brands and retail doesn't necessarily only mean recreational. I believe that from a pharmaceutical perspective, the real value is going to be in protectable IP as well as IP when it comes to brands. You know, right now it's a bit of a free for all because in Canada in the recreational market, the Canadian government has severely restricted and limited marketing and branding. So even if you were to buy some cannabis from your store, it's, it's bland packaging. Um, it's gone the way of cigarettes, you know, no branding, almost no logo, anything on the package. So companies are having to try and find a way of growing their own brand awareness outside of the product, but that will change over time. And over time, you will end up with your Coca-Cola, your Nestle, et cetera. And so the real money is going to be in, if it's not in growing, because that's a race to the bottom, then it's got to be in where are the premium margins and pricing to be had. And those are to be had further down the value chain. So for example, growing cannabis is cool, 
extracting cannabis into oils and premium uh, concentrates is even cooler. And then turning those oils and concentrates into premium brands is even cooler. Mm. And that's where we see the future value being created in the industry and not actually just in the mass production of what is an agricultural commodity. I very much like how Mark thinks about the opportunities in the sector and how he manages the green fund. Before I continue with the rest of the conversation, Mark, I wanted to summarize what I have learned about the cannabis industry and cannabis stocks that has convinced me to add a few more cannabis stocks to my own personal portfolio. So here's what we've learned. Cannabis industry is one of the fastest growing sectors that we can invest in today. There is a global shift in the consumer perception and government policies and regulations related to the legalization and acceptance of cannabis for recreational reasons, for medical reasons, and for so many other practical everyday use. We see its example in the legalization of the industry across several markets, and we also see the U.S. market is getting ready for it. The Safe Banking Act is a good example of the U.S. regulators opening up the door for safer and more regulated environment for cannabis companies. The opportunity is not all about cultivation of cannabis. While larger, more global producers may still provide an interesting investment opportunity for the next few years, but the longer-term opportunity is in areas of patent development for pharmaceutical applications, brand creation in the retail space, brand creation in wellness over-the-counter products for adult use, and of course, massive opportunity exists in the adjacent consumer products in the beauty, drinks, consumer products, and pet care industries. And lastly, if you decide to invest in cannabis sector, get ready for massive fluctuations and use the market fluctuations to pick up shares of the companies that are focusing on those higher margin, broader market opportunities above and beyond just the cultivation. Those were all the positive side of investing in the cannabis sector. The other side of the coin is the tremendous risk that comes with investing in cannabis. We talked about those things in episode one of this series, but also Mark's immediate response to mitigate some of those immediate risks was about trying to avoid speculating about the winner or one or two winner in the industry and just considering investing in a basket of well of the more well-operated companies in this sector? Any portfolio in cannabis, from our perspective, should be diversified. It is extremely risky to sort of pick two stocks and put all your eggs into those. Uh, I mean, more risky than I can possibly tell you. Um, mm -hmm. And so we would suggest everybody diversify as a starting point, especially when it comes to cannabis. But then also thinking about your portfolio and the mix is very much about, well, what's hot right now? And how do I take advantage of that? But what's going to be hot in the next coming years? Where is it going to be hot? And how do I take advantage of that? And this brings me to how I decided to add more stocks to my portfolio. Obviously, I have the privilege of accessing Mark's The Green Fund picks 
through Stockcard's portfolio store. And what I did on top of what Mark has already picked and recommended was to look at for a few uh, criteria and make my own decision. I looked at all the companies in pot space that are available for investors in the United States and then narrowed them to a few selected companies that when I look at their performance, what they're producing and what their strategy is, I can easily believe that they will be around in the next 10, 20, 30 years. I also looked at the leadership, listened to a few calls with these leaderships and, and evaluated the leadership's passion, capability and ability to be able to fight this big fight against regulators and trying to grow within all the constraints that exist. And lastly, I looked at the companies that have enough cash available to be able to pull that off. This is now getting very familiar to startup type of investing. And when I do invest in startup companies and I do angel investing, to me, investing in the cannabis sector is very similar to some of my startup investing. The reason for that is that if you go to stockcard.io and look up the stock card of any of these cannabis companies, you'll see there's tons of gray and question marks. That's because even the best cannabis companies that are available for us to invest in, they don't have more than a few years of history as a publicly traded company. Therefore, this is now getting closer to riskier and more startup-like type of investing for me personally. And that's how I justify that in my own portfolio. And that's how I allocate less money and I'm more careful about investing in these type of investments, these type of stocks, because I consider them very similar to what is a uh, startup investing. So when you are looking up pot stocks stock card on stockcard.io, don't expect these stock cards to look like something like Coca-Cola's stock card where all the information is easily available and you can easily make a decision about whether that's a good company or not to invest in. To evaluate these companies, you need to be comfortable with investing in companies that several uh, information that you would usually use to assess a company won't be available for these companies. All right, let's wrap up this episode with a round of buy, sell, or hold game with Mark. Mark and I played that game, and we had quite a bit of fun about some of the cannabis-related uh, topics. So I know we're kind of getting to the end of the uh, end of the show. We play a game with our podcast shows. I learned this from Chris Hill from the Motley Fool podcast show he plays this game called buy sell or hold uh, so it's not mm-hmm. a stock investing per se but uh, it's just the concept maybe related to stock and we want to hear whether you buy or sell or hold that uh that stock uh, that that <laughs> okay concept. go for it all right so buy sell or hold mark legalization of the marijuana sector in the u.s at a federal level in 2019 so no, I, I don't see that happening. Um, I think it could be a very much, it's going to be a 2020 presidential election um, uh, campaign issued, no doubt about it. And I think specifically from a Democratic perspective, they will run on marijuana. Um, unless it's something that Trump pulls out of the hat in order to try and gain more support and preserve his time at the White House, I'd have to say sell on uh, on legalization in 2019. That's fair. That's fair. All right. I'll have two more for you. Uh, Next one. (laughs) Buy, sell, or hold Elon Musk starting a marijuana business. (laughs) Um, 
You know what? I, I have to say hold on that one. I'll tell you why. Um, I don't necessarily think he will, but I think Elon Musk is one of those guys that's smart enough that he may end up being involved in something um, that is out of the ordinary. You know, they're looking at um, the, the, the biosynthetic creation of, of cannabis, being able to actually create cannabinoids without even growing the plant. So there's a lot of um, technical, uh, uh, you know, evolution that's happening in the industry. And he's a smart dude. And, uh, he, you know, he's obviously, <laughs> he's had his go with Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> I'll say hold. I'm going to take yeah. the fence on that one. Yeah, no, that's fair. Okay. One last one, and I'll let you go right after that. Buy, sell, or hold. Mark showing up to another episode of Renegade Investors Podcast. Oh, everybody take everything you've got and buy, buy, buy. That's all I'll say. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Mark, with that, <laughs> with that good news and good note, uh, thank you again so much for showing up and uh, we'll, we'll uh, look forward to your portfolio very soon. Thank you. And, and thank you to all StockCard members and uh, come and follow the Green Funds portfolio when it's live and uh, you can, you know, come and join the Green Rush because it's happening um, and uh, we're excited to be working with you guys. So thank you, Hoda. Thanks for having us. Thanks a lot, Mark. And that happy note concludes this two-part podcast episode exploring whether you should invest in pot stocks or not. Make sure to visit stockcard.io, go to the Portfolio Store tab and click on the Green Fund. Follow Mark's portfolio. You will get notified whenever Mark adds new stocks to his selection. Don't forget to sign up for the upcoming live and free Q&A session with Mark Bernberg to ask all your cannabis-related questions on Monday, May 13th at 3 p.m. Pacific time. For more information, go to blog.stockcard.io backslash webinar. That's blog.stockcard.io backslash webinar. We'll see you next time. Our website is stockcard.io. Stockcard is a cheat sheet for long-term stock market investors. Sign up and create a free account with one click. All right, folks, that's it for this episode of Renegade Investors. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you had fun listening to us, give us a review. We read all of your reviews and comments. You may even get featured in the future episodes. I believe that from a pharmaceutical perspective, the real value is going to be in protectable IP that's developed for medicinal um, uh, uh, medicines. Medicinal medicines, a bit of a... Mm-hmm. What do you call that when you say two things twice anyway? Yeah, we got um, you. you know, <laughs> we got you. So I think IP when it comes to medicines,